Welcome back to another episode of Counting Me Out Podcast. I'm your host, JQ, Sports PR Manager and owner of JQ Sports PR. And it's your boy Spoon, man, sports junkie, man, high school basketball coach. I'm literally, man, just trying to make it make sense. You going to tell everybody where to find us on social media? Counting Me Out Podcast <laughs> on every social media platform. Like, subscribe, follow, tap in with us. Every episode, man, trying to make it make sense. At Counting Me Out Podcast on every Social media platform. You can even find us on Apple Music and Spotify. Okay. Counting me out podcast. That was great. See, well, you know, I told you that's your thing, but you don't mind doing it, man. We got to switch it up every now and then. Give the audience something different every now and then. But look, so today's show, we we got some things to talk about. For sure. Um, I want to first talk about our last guest, Peyton Marshall. Decommitting from Auburn University. Man, you know, the first thing I thought about <gasps> when I saw the news, I instantly get on the internet. I'm screaming at mom. Like, how you gonna not tell us the breaking? We're supposed to have the breaking news interview drop the woes bomb. I mean, I was I was looking for a text message too, but I can understand a lot going on, her being involved with, you know, the changes. So, you know, but I did send her a text. I said, hey, the Counting Me Out podcast. You know, let Peyton know we're rooting for him. Do what's best for him. Yeah, I told him come on back. I said we gotta, we gotta okay. do it again to get an up club. We gotta, we gotta. You feel me? Peyton, we we want you back, Peyton. Yeah, man, I ain't gonna lie. I'm really, I really feel a way though that he didn't tell us. He could have told us, so he knew. You think was, he? Knew, you think he knew during the time we were doing the podcast? It was a thought for sure. You know, those mm. those decisions like that aren't just made spur of the moment. Those well, aren't spur of the moment decisions being made. But hold on. So there are two there's two different stories out of why he pulled out of the the commit with Auburn. One, because of staff changes. I guess the assistant coach, um uh what's his name? Wes Fl- Flanagan. He's mm. leaving and going over to Ole Miss with uh Chris Bird. Okay. Um or Bird or Beard. But um because we can't do that. Folks gonna be watching you saying their names. Up. Chris Bird, my bad. Watch it be Beard. Beard, but look, listen. Chris no. B. Oh, thank you, Chris B. <laughs> but listen. So when you have a situation like that, right? And I was uh, telling my colleague this when I first heard the news is that when these kids are being recruited by the assistant coaches, I wonder how much say so does the head coach have? Well, you know that was a that was a huge thing. Me and all my partners talked about. When we were going through our recruiting process, uh, recruiting process was if head honcho ain't coming to talk to me, hmm. then I can't be that important to you. Hmm. Not saying that I don't want to establish a relationship with right. every assistant coach, right? But at some point in time during that process, big guy got to come talk to me. Big guy got to tell me the same thing you told me. Or now it's hearsay because he might have a totally different opinion than what you told me. And a lot of times, that's really what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. Is that these assistants, they buy in, they fall in love with these kids, and they come they come to your games, they call your phone, they text your phone, recruit you, like your Instagram post, and then they tell they tell big guy something different. So now his his relationship with you coming in isn't even what you thought it was. And you see know, that's why of lack of communication. Right. And and that's why I don't fault, you know, a lot of kids or the kid the kids that are on the transfer portal that are leaving because of Staff changes. Staff changes is that that I feel like that should be a thing where the NCAA lifts the, you feel me? You shouldn't be penalized. If I sign up to play for this guy 
and he leaves to get a better job. I should be. I need to be able to get a better job too, right? Because right? he made a decision that was better for him. He wasn't thinking about everybody else in that mm-hmm. in that process. So I think there should be certain rules and stipulations that that garnish you not being penalized for moving schools. Now, the, the, it's like we talked about this before, but the transfer portal to me is it's a it's a crutch. For a lot of these kids, because now you can't hold them accountable. You can't. I can't scream and holler at you like I want to, and then expect you to come to practice the next day and play hard. Because in the back of your mind, you think, "Oh yeah, he got me toe up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm about to just put my name in the portal and go somewhere else." You can't coach these kids the way we were coached growing up because it's different. They 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 got luxuries. Right. Like they got a lot of these kids having real motion like. Real money, like not like thousands of dollars a month. These kids are making real. I was looking, I was looking at Angel Reese. Angel Reese making, you Ooh. feel me? What like is that. it? One, uh, one or two million dollars? Something like in that. NIL but, deals? but the, 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 like, how do you, as a kid, right? As a kid, how do you tell 17 year old, 18 year old JQ with a million dollars in the bank to touch the line every sprint? Or you're there for a job, that. though. It doesn't matter. You're there for a job. You're not. I'm not. I'm here to further my career mm-hmm. and do what I got to do. I know that's the thought process for these kids. It got to be because every year it's 50,000 kids in the transfer portal. It ain't the coach at every school. Every school, it ain't the coach. Right. Sometimes now, it's the kid. I agree 10,000% with one transfer. That's it. But these kids that's bouncing school to school to school to school to school and they blame well, the coach, well, the strength guy, mm-hmm. well, the academic lady. It ain't everybody else's fault everywhere you go, bro. Like, the transfer portal is enabling so many of these kids. I, I think they uh, – you do get some penalties if you're transferring to a Division One school more than twice, I believe. So, let's say if, like, for, for example, I was at a D1 school, then I went JUCO, and mm-hmm. then I w- tried to get back to D1. It didn't – I didn't – I wouldn't have, you know, call got a, a penalty or whatnot. But if you're transferring to, you know, a Division One school more than two times, it's, yeah, it's kind of you get one, one done, one. That's it. I mean, I think it honestly just, I think one. it just really depends on the situation, though. Spoon, I, re, I, I honestly That's do. That's why you got to do your research. I mean, true. You gotta, you gotta do all the idea. If a company sells you a product and the product messes up, you get a refund on that product after that first time. The company's looking like, all right, champ, what we doing? <laughs> can't come keep buying you can't buy the same you feel me you can't the the issue can't be my fault every single time Mm -hmm. all right the screen crack how did it crack i replaced it this one time but now you bring it back with the screen cracked again did you drop it like are you throwing it out of the how's it how's it cracking and i'm and i'm also curious too on who's advising these kids big thing that's a that's another thing man these the the circles around these kids a lot of these people that 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 come around stay around they be yes man yes people oh we're gonna get into that in a second in a a second but no but yeah i mean i wonder who's giving these kids these you know the guidance and you know telling them well maybe you should stay fight through adversity right because i know even with college coaches they don't want kids in high school that are jumping from AAU team to AAU team. So what's the difference when it comes to the transfer portal? See, right? you know, it, it was, it's, it's times are different now. Like, you know, we, we touched on a different episode. We touched on, you know, the popping events around the city when it comes to grassroots basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a time where there wasn't Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, 
New Balance. There wasn't circuits for every shoe program. So the best tournaments were the best tournaments. Mm-hmm. And you could go to Kingwood and Houston and you would see Adidas teams, Nike's teams, Under Armour teams, New Balance teams. Everybody was playing everybody. Right. Because that was the, the time where it was the, the best played the best. Super 64 in Vegas. It was an Adidas event. But there was Nike teams that were going out there mm-hmm. to play in that event because that's where the best guys were playing at. Like, AAU Nationals used to be a thing for us. Like, that was something that we looked forward to. Every, every year. year. <laughs> going to, and you know, yep. we going to the wild world of sports in Orlando. Like, yep. I've never been to Disney World. Disneyland, I don't know which one it is down there. Mm-hmm. But I've never been to the actual theme park. But I've been down there 50,000 times. Because of AAU. Because of AAU. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every year you look forward to going to play Nationals. Why? Because now I get to see, I get to brag about being the best AAU team in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a speculation that I know it because this is Nationals. This is where everybody's coming to play. Right. You know, now it's the Adidas kids aren't going to play against the Nike kids, and the Nike kids aren't going to play against the Under Armour kids, and the Under Armour kids aren't going to play against the New Balance kids. So you look at these AAU programs, and the kids are jumping from program to program to program because if I'm a kid, I want to play in the most popping event. I don't care if it's Nike or Under Armour or New Bat. I don't care. Yeah, but you got to make sure before you go there that you're going to actually see the floor. Because, see, a lot of kids get wrapped up in, names. oh, I'm being, right? Names. Right. The girl that looked the best. I want the best looking girl and not the one that's going to hold me down. And the coach is prom- making promises they can't keep. Man, all right. You gonna make some folks mad? You at your life. Hey, look, I've been doing that since I got. Mad. Look, that, that I'm not. I'm not new to this. I, I, I like done it, had man. hate DMs sent to me about all kinds of stuff. So, look, but we gonna we gonna say that for another day. Another um, the next topic I want to talk talk about is Mikey Williams, right? Um, if you guys don't know, Mikey Memphis 2023 commit was arrested on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon in San Diego, and he paid a $50,000 bond and was released. But he'll be making his first court appearance on Thursday. I don't want to say I saw this coming, and I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to, you know, dwell on the negativity, but I want to take the time in letting, you know, young men know and understand that ain't cool, right? Because you have so much going on for yourself. You know, you have the money, you have the status, you have the fame, and you're trying to look cool for people that really don't matter, right? Now, I, I get it. There have been stories where, you know, people are saying these kids or, you know, these grown men are carrying weapons because they got to watch over their back. Right. But I mean, how do you how do you feel? Did you see it coming? You know, watching him on social media and the people that he's hanging around. Um, I don't, I don't follow Mikey on Instagram, you know, uh, because he's such a popular you know topic. I've kept up with him mm-hmm. throughout the years, but I, I can't say that I follow him. I was super excited when I found out he signed with Memphis for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I can't really, I can't go into deep detail about, you know, the kid himself because I don't know him. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch the, I watch highlight tapes of him, I watch videos of him. I've seen him, I know of him, but, you know, it's it's kind of one of those situations where it's just extremely unfortunate because, one, everybody will never know what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, we won't ever know exactly what happened. We're going to know what this version or this version or this version of the story is. 
But we won't know what happened. So he might have been an innocent bystander. I get that. But you still got to be careful what situations you put yourself in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely understand. I'm not trying to justify what he did. I'd be like, again, because I don't need, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I saw the headlines. I try. I don't. I don't really click on it because I know how the media likes to portray spend, things. Yeah, and spend the, the media. Spend the the, the, some of them headlines were, you know, troubled, troubled teen star, and I'm just like, I'm not interested in reading that article, bro, because the narrative is already somewhere where I don't want it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, Mikey Williams, keep your head up, bro. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta tighten up. You gotta, you gotta fix the things that you're doing outside of basketball, right? That lead to stuff like this. You got to conduct yourself in a certain certain way. Bro, you're not just anybody, bro. Right. I mean, that's that's in in, in layman's terms. Mm-hmm. You gotta you can't act like everybody else because you're not everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like you're held to a different standard than everybody else because of who you are. Millions of followers on Instagram. Everybody's like you, watching you. Everybody's watching. Everybody's Every watching. Move. You. There's little kids that want to be like Mikey Williams right now. You know, there there are kids that that'll die to meet Mikey Williams right now, and you can't you know you can't put yourself in situations where stuff like this can happen. You know, granted, I, I understand. You know, sometimes you come from that. Sometimes that's just the nature of your being. Mm-hmm. But nah, shame on shame on Mikey Williams, big homies for sure. Whoever they are, shame on his big homies. So I know you don't like when I say this, but you are a star, right? <laughs> and especially coming up in, you know, playing ball. How did you handle that that fame and that popularity? And how did you keep the people around you that was going to keep you humble and keep you out of trouble? Because I think that's a, that's a missing piece right now with a lot of these top elite athletes that are, you know, formating people around them that aren't really good for their company. So, you know, what advice would you give to high school athletes that have that status when it comes to, you know, bringing people around in your circle? I mean, the, the, the best piece of advice I got along my journey was look out for yourself. Like if it's not in the best interest for you, no matter what it is, your college decision, your AU team, your whatever, what you're going to eat for dinner, if it's not in the best interest of you, don't do it. Like social media, social media is tearing these kids apart, man, because one, they see the best life of everybody, the best version of everybody. Nobody puts their missed shots on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Nobody puts a highlight tape where they're missing shots on Instagram. I see the 360 dunks and the half court makes and the long crossovers and nobody puts the pain in anymore. And that's a part of the process, a part of the process of being ready for the fame and the spotlight and the, is putting the pain in. Because that's where you have those real conversations at. Right. Like you have those conversations in the gym at 2 in the morning with the guy who's rebounding for you or your girlfriend is rebounding for you or your mom or your uncle or your brother, whoever's in that gym with you late night, early morning. That's where you have those real-life conversations. Bro, stay away from that because ain't nothing going to ain't, ain't come from it. Like, I had older brothers, so my situation was completely different. My big brothers was like, boy, I, <laughs> you feel me like that? We ain't <laughs> I wish like you that. would. Yeah, like, we ain't play like that. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was the the social media wasn't a, wasn't a thing when I was around. So I didn't have the, the access to these amenities that these kids have now. Like mm-hmm. Everything is literally at their fingertips. I couldn't do some of the dumb stuff, dumb stuff they doing because 
I don't have access. I didn't have access to it. Right. Like I couldn't get on my phone back then. I had to I flipped it, flip it open. And, you feel me? It didn't take me 10 minutes to send a text message. You feel me? It was different back then. Like now it's these, these kids. And you know, I, I've said it before. It's shame on y'all's big homies, man. Like shame on the guys that are around y'all when ain't no cameras rolling, ain't no highlight tapes rolling because they're not telling y'all the right things. The people that are around Mikey right now, they can't be telling the right stuff mm -hmm. because even some of the stuff that he does on the basketball court is extra hmm. to say the least. Like I've seen him dunk the ball and a kid be 10 feet away in the opposite direction. And instead of him, you know, celebrating, ah, screaming, he walk all the way over where he at and step over the kid. Now I'm like, Hey, listen, bro, that ain't, you know, where we where we came it. from, you ain't, ain't play like that because mm -mm. you know now we gotta we gotta talk about it. Right, it's different now, you know. But but the the kids see that growing up, and that's a part of the disconnect from generation to generation. Is that this generation of kids now is seeing Mikey do that and think it's okay? Right, we wasn't watching that. Mm -mm. We was watching. You feel me? Joe Johnson and and Jamal Crawford and you know guys like that that was really in the gym putting in pain. And then they go out and they put on a, a performance. And now it's like, what are they doing to get to this point? Like, I want to try to do some of the same stuff they're doing to get to this point because obviously it works. Right. And I think also, too, I, I feel that the coaches should be accountable as well, especially in these programs when you have, like, the meetings and, you know, um, preseason workouts. Take some time and talk about like real life situations, right? And because you may have a kid that may not have the family support. Right. So I think it should be also the coach's responsibility to have those heart to heart, those hard conversations, especially with those, you know, with our young black men at that. Um, but I know we are out of time. So thank y'all for tuning in <laughs> to another episode of Counting Me Out Podcast. We want to say thank you for everyone, to everyone that has watched comment, liked, and engage in our social media. Um, Spoon, thank you so much. Mama! We're out.